do it. Is there a name for this? Yeah, the it? terrorist attack. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, man, I was looking for a more of a fun one, but you know, let's get to <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing fun about this. Beautiful people across the globe, we just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good, Kickback fam? What a week. Yeah, we're going we gonna to get into it later, but um, let's just go ahead and start and open up with our temp check. Um, Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? I'm feeling... I, you know, there's so many things that are swirling through my mind, but overall, you know, I'll say the state of what we're going to talk about later has me feeling a little perplexed. I, you know, honestly, I'm not, I probably should be more concerned, but I'm not. Personally, I'm feeling good though. Still had the new year vibe on me. Still trying to do the new year, new me thing. I'm still over here. Um, optimistic about how the new year is going to go, but I am a little perplexed. I'll just leave it there and get into it more later. How about you, Serena? I don't know. I'm stuck between Nuck if you buck by. Yeah, he nuck. Is he nuck by rock? And get stuck by luck. Is a must by nuck if you buck by. And imagine <laughs> by John Lennon. I hope someday The John Lennon song, as a child, I didn't love it because mm. there's just so many vibes of imagine there's like no religion, imagine there's no heaven, no hell below us. And I was just like, uh-uh, I'm not on that, John. <laughs> but the sentiment of just the peace and just having a world where people can come together, I get the sentiment, but I really think the way to that is Jesus. Mm. But I feel him on that. Like after just... I'm not even going to say the week, the past four years, even before that just has brought me to that place where I can, that song, I can totally get it. But then I'm also like, knuck if you buck, because try me if you want yes. to, you know, I will match your energy. Like I react. So that's my temperature right now. I'm torn between let's all come together, you know, give peace a chance and <laughs> y'all ready to fight. Okay, fine. Let's go. I am feeling like, just a black man in America. Mm. Not shocked, not surprised, slightly entertained, slightly confused. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things. It is what it is. Um, if I were to put a temperature on it, it would be somewhere in the 80s that you just have to figure out how do you survive in the world full of crazies. Nothing really special, nothing really crazy, but. Again, it's just, it is what it is. So, Sharika, yes. who are we bringing to the table? I want to say her name is Marcelite. I'm going to spell it for you so you can <laughs> judge me or help me. M-A-R-C-E-L-I-T-E. -E. Harris. And you might not be familiar with this name, or maybe you are. She is the first female major general in the U.S. military. While in the Air Force Academy, she became the first female aircraft maintenance officer and one of the first two female commanding officers. Harris also worked as a White House social aide 
and personal staff officer under President Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. And she retired from the Air Force as the highest ranking female officer in the Air Force and the national highest ranking Black woman in the Department of Defense. When I was reading about Ms. Harris, I just was thinking, I mean, I thought about all the things that she accomplished, but also I was thinking what it takes to be the first to do all these things. You're up in there with all kinds of people who don't want you there, but your conviction to stay the course, to go for whatever it's your passion, your dream, and, and just be like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I'm going, and, I, and knowing the opposition that she had to face, but still going anywhere and then still rising, not just doing average, not just meeting the mark, but excelling and becoming high ranking and, and receiving all these awards and all these high positions. Something just sparked me about her when I was, when I was reading about her. I was like, you know what? This is the greatness that I aspire to. So I wanted to share that with you guys this day. I can't wait until the day that we actually invite some of these people on because oh, my like someone I would love to have a conversation with. Same. I was just like, you know, just anybody in a sense, one way or the other who is breaking barriers and mm. starting, um, I guess you can say a foundation for those who come after. Like yeah. some days I get frustrated when I hear the first this or the first mm. that. And I'm just like, why are we still at this place? But thinking of, you know, when she accomplished that and of course being a woman, it's like just that for so many others, whether it be and a black woman and a black woman, but for a young male or a young female, mm -hmm. what does that do for them to see this black woman in a position of leadership in this unique way and how that could just in any way influence or impact their mm -hmm. life or their future goals or ambitions? So friends, we wanted to share with you guys just some of our thoughts and what we all experienced, maybe some closer than others in proximity, but last week events. And because what, like E.B. is saying, we recorded before everything popped off, as the young kids would say, midweek last week of all the craziness, even some little giggles that I might have had, you know, because <laughs> even though things can be tragic, you know, the internet always has a way to bring a little giggle out of you. I, we do it. Is there a name for this? Yeah, the terrorist attack. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, man, uh, I was looking for a more of a fun one, but you know, let's get, <laughs> let's get it. Girl, ain't nothing fun about this. Can we start with what we thought was going to happen because soon to be former President Trump, he was tweeting out, this day is going to be wild. There's going to be so many people. People should want to fight and die for the mm. right cause, which he was saying for my cause. So mm. E.B. Sharika, did either of you, just before it happened, what were you thinking was going to happen? If anything, maybe you thought nothing was going to happen, but... Yeah, I'm just curious. I thought it was going to be like his inauguration, fairly crowded with a few. Oh, there was good. There were so many people there. And then you see the pictures and there was not many. That's what I the energy I'm thinking. It's not going to be that many. And I'm not thinking that while I know people are crazy and I know what people can do, I really wasn't thinking too much about that it was going to go like this. So my expectations were very low. For me, I just thought it was going to be similar to just one of his rallies um, mm -hmm. where a group of his people got together. If I'm not mistaken, and I know our listeners would definitely fact check it and correct it if it's wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, he had a rally either 
that morning or the day before or something along those lines, like hyping a crowd of people up. So I knew people were there. And then just being on social media, you saw people going to D.C. So I'm just like, ah, he's going to get a rally. People just going to be turned. They're going to be hooting and hollering outside of the Capitol. And then President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will be confirmed by by Congress. And then that'll be, at least for me, I was like, that'll be the end of it. And then he'll continue with a speech of saying how they cheated and it's fraudulent. Prior, that's all I thought. So I suspected something negative was definitely going to go down only because of the way I saw the zealot spiraling. The setup, just everything when it comes to the intensity of this was just growing, 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 growing. Even before we were able to vote, he was already, even from when he won, he was saying that we couldn't trust the system. And that's how you start this kind of thing. You tell people you can't trust the thing that they absolutely can trust. So I'm like, he's setting this up so that if he loses, no matter what, we can't trust the system, right? So people are already getting hyped about that. Throughout the four years, he's already told people, you can't trust the media. You can't trust facts, like actual facts. So when he's telling the people to go there, when I saw that tweet about people should be willing to like fight and die, I was like, this isn't good. The moment that I saw that banner that said only God and Donald Trump can save this country, I knew things were going to get violent. Because whenever you're putting a person on the same level as God, then you're not going to be thinking rationally anymore, right? Like, unless that person is Jesus. I mean, think about the people in Jesus times, like some of the disciples wanted Jesus to overthrow the government. And he was just like, uh, my kingdom, I have a different kind of kingdom, so I'm not on that. But there are people really willing to do that. So I was like, these people are going to go down there and they're definitely going to start some trouble. Didn't think it was going to be the good kind of trouble. Didn't think it was going to result in the deaths or the way that it played out. But my stomach definitely turned because I was like, this is not going to be good. And I feel the same way about the inauguration. I'm actually hoping that they do a virtual inauguration because I have that same feeling of, uh, this is not going to be great. The claims just are so ridiculous to me that I was a little naive, I guess. I just still can't understand where they just can't believe the facts. And, you know, I think to me, it's just like, what, what would it take for them to, like, that's the mindset they're on is like, we wanted him to win. And since he didn't win, everything is a lie. And that's how it's just going to be. And I can't accept any other type of truth. Like the judges are throwing the case out because they're like, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence to support these claims. What the, like, is there anything that's going to take or is it just like over from now? We just chug it to the wind. We're going, you know, it's just going to be vibes up in here. All we can hope for is that most of them will be pacifists and just complain at home and complain on their social because it is not like a sudden jump. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. jump people. It's believing the little lie, the little lie, the little lie, the little lie, and feeling like we're all in this together. You know, a lot of us are in echo chambers. I know we specifically try to look at all different sources, mm-hmm. uh, even all the different kinds of bias ones. So we're not in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. I even read in that book that I'm currently enjoying, like people are more likely to want to believe what they want to believe, whether it's facts or not. Mm-hmm. And they did a really interesting study where they presented some facts to people that were about like a horse or something. And they 
it was like the exact same statistics, right, about this horse, and everyone agreed what the facts were. Then they used those exact same statistics about something political, and people didn't believe it anymore. And maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. statistics. It was just some, I'm, I need to get the book, but it was like a certain fact and figure. And it was the exact same thing, and then they were just like, no, people just twisted it and made it align with what they wanted to believe. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah, and I think part of that is similar to what both of you have just alluded to, but it's people who don't care to live in truth as us being, um, I guess you can say, people of the faith um, or believers or of the cloth, depending on what your upbringing or background is. We find our way to seek truth in all things that we do or all things that we believe. When other people are just like, this doesn't fit my narrative or my story, so it's automatically false. And then when some people, Sabrina had mentioned like only God or only Jesus and Trump can save us, you can have where it's only, I guess you could say for them, it's like, I'm not, cause I don't, I don't know nobody who would call Trump their God, but they tr- treat him as such. But it's like, if he did not say it, then it's no way for it to be true. And I see it with the way of just recently, especially where it was, hey, I endorse these people because I want my people who either look like me or who's in the same party affiliation as me to be in certain seats of office. But then when they feel that it's not right to be fraudulent or to break the law or to lie, he's like, oh, I should have never endorsed you. And it's like, just because they don't fit his scope or narrative to be part of his, whatever you want to call it, he finds a way to switch that story and say that these people are basically no longer valuable to him or to his plot or story or whatnot. And then he have other people who follow suit who say this person is now trash, but just a couple of weeks ago, this person was great and amazing. And it's just like, this is ridiculous. And people still stay locked in and engaged in that. Yeah. And he was even turning that energy on his own vice president. Trying. Ain't no trying. I mean, not he say did. He was turning, not that he oh. was turning that energy on his oh, yeah. own vice president. The people were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Yeah. That is alarming. It really is. I'm like, wow, I'm not going to like you anymore. Sir, what? Like, this is really wild. When you hear some of the things that he says, you're like, is this a fully grown man? Like, if you just put, like, some of his words, this little, like, the transcript, you would think, and and you said, who who said this? You're like, a second grader? Like, (laughs) it's like. Oh, you're not my friend anymore. I don't like you. Everyone, we don't like Johnny anymore because Johnny's not doing what I said. It's like, sir, come on. And then people are like, yeah, what he said. Let's, wow. So as it was happening, how did you guys find out? Did you hear about it after the fact, during the fact? And then what were your reactions? I really found out more so after because I was at work for the day. And so I didn't really find out a lot during the time I heard, you know, I knew I knew he was having a rally. He's talking his junk like he always does. And, and I wasn't thinking, you know, anything about it too much and then I until I was going home I think I would call my mom because I was doing a bunch of running around on the way home and I was just she was just like telling me about everything and how that she lives up in that area so they had to shut down work early and go home because the streets were crazy I'm in a, a book club online people were like hey if you're in that DC area let us know you're okay people checking in and I'm like what is going on? And then I got home and, you know, actually was able to turn on, you know, 
the news and everything. So that's kind of how I found out. I found out through social media or Twitter, I would say, because it was specifically Twitter. And then it was just a few text messages. And the text messages ran from a little bit of, hey, are you guys watching the news? Or like the Trumpers have gone crazy or it's lit in D.C. right now or just a whole bunch of just different things. And it was just like, I was like, okay. And naturally when I get a text, if I'm not like in the middle of like working, working, I probably tap into something or you'll start reading. And then before you know it, you start looking at tweets and then it's mm-hmm. trending and then you start seeing videos and you're like, oh, this is like for real, for real. Like this ain't no, this ain't no regular rally. Like they on the steps, like they in the building, they breaking windows. When I seen a tweet and I don't know who it was from, I don't know if it was from, cause I, you know, I follow a little bit of everybody, but I don't know if it was from a congressman or a congresswoman or if it was from a news outlet. But when they said that the chambers, both chambers have been cleared and they've gone to safety and i was like oh this is like more than just like people banging on doors Mm -hmm. so usually about twice a day i will just look at the top trends on twitter and i saw that it was trending and then from there i found out the same way evie found out just saw everything that was happening and while i wasn't surprised i was just so disgusted and frustrated because from there i usually go and see what the people are saying who I know ride with Trump. And I'm like, okay, mm. this is the moment that they are going to denounce his antics and say, yeah, this is out of control, you know? And the first things that I saw were, oh, riots were okay with Black Lives Matter. And most of these people are not even MAGA. And it's like, sweetie, they <laughs> have the Trump flags, okay? They are screaming MAGA, okay? Just still even this Mm -hmm. was not enough. I saw people saying you can't blame the president because people had their own thoughts and feelings and people do what they want to do. And there's just like a lack of accountability Mm -hmm. there for the power and his words. And those people, I mean, okay, obviously there's truth to what they're saying because I don't care what Obama said. There's nothing he would have said that made me screw (laughs) the capital. I'm not that type of person. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that there are people out there who are not free thinkers in that way, who are going to do what they are told. I even saw interviews with people who were saying, you know, it's a revolution. He said, you know, we're, we're out here. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. So that was a very frustrating thing just to see, like, even this was not enough. And what is it going to take? And the alarmingness, thinking back to Hitler and his first attempt at a coup, it failed. Mm-hmm. And then to hear those people on the video say, we're going to come back and this isn't over. Okay, y'all want to stop the proceedings and all that. Y'all didn't think they was going to reconvene and proceed again? I mean, like, what, like, what was the, like, just, it was just the intimidation factor that y'all was going for? Like, it was one of those monkey see, monkey do type moments. And I'm not calling the current occupant of the Oval Office a monkey, but it was like, he spoke and said, hey, do this. And they just followed suit and said, let's do this. So that was one of those just interesting things or interesting moments where a person kind of tells a group of people to do it and they actually follow suit and do it. I will say some days I do get frustrated with what I saw and not necessarily because of, I guess you could say the response of Capitol Police or whoever, but it's just like, talk about people who are ready to ride for a man who don't care about you. They really rode for a man who don't that's care the about part. them. And that's the part that kills me day in and day out since. Well, it kept me before that because we all seen his track record of how he responds to people who 
disagrees with him once or twice or on a specific issue and how he basically just turns on them. Definitely interesting on how people are just loyalists or Trumpists and they just ride for that man by whatever he say. Do you guys think he's going to get them out of jail? No. 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 He ain't bonding people think, out now. Exactly. People are facing federal charges. Do you think this man's coming through? No. Nor should he be because they were stupid enough to follow him. They should have known when that man said, we going down there and he wasn't first in line. They should have been like, what? where are you going? I'm going where you are. That's how you knew you was set up for the failure right then and there. And this man over there in the, his bunker dancing and celebrating good times. Why do you think it was so easy for them? Because, you know, we're America, right? Like, we're bad A's, don't F with mm-hmm. us. But those people from the hills of wherever they came, they knocked it over. It was like the story of the three little pigs and the capital was a straw house. They... And it just came crumbling down. It came from the hills of the Caucasus Mountains. (laughs) That's where they came from. Mm -hmm. That's what they were praying for. They kept on saying praying for the angels from Africa. That's what they was praying for. (laughs) That's what they prayed for. And that's what they got. And what made it Mm -hmm. easy if we just going to be like, because people are going to say this, that, and the third. But just say it. It's because they was white. That's all it was. That's why it was so easy and accessible to them. How can you see a group of people saying that they have to be ready to fight and die and to cause damage in every request to the either the Pentagon or the police to get National Guard? It was denied even before some protests are even said. And you can go look this up for people. Mm -hmm. because I know some people like what? If I'm not mistaken, it was denied up to six times before they actually said yes. And this is not like EB speaking or specific politician. This was chief of police asking for assistance because it was like, mm-hmm. we can't handle all of this. Like, can y'all send us some form of aid or help? And even before that, knowing that these people were coming into town, if I'm not mistaken, the mayor of DC had requested the National Guard and got denied. And then up until after, it was like, oh, we'll send you some. And by that time, they have already reached the Capitol. They have already caused destruction. And now you have, if I'm not mistaken, five or six people who have come to what I would consider untimely des- demise because of their actions for being mm-hmm. what we consider the people of insurrection, one being a U.S. Capitol Police officer, and then another U.S. Capitol Police officer who was on duty that day, who committed suicide, according to his family, because of the trauma that he dealt with in the weeks wow. or the, the, the days um, after. And I'm just saying here, this is crazy. So if you look up the two officers who passed away, one passed away because he was drag and i'll probably get into that later when we do the expound portion and then another one committed suicide and it's just mm. like look what you're doing to like literally people's family blue oh, lives matter oh, yep, yeah blue exactly. definitely matter and mm-hmm. like for some of us and, and not like a dismiss it but it's like life will go on for some of us and i'm saying like well life will go on for all of us but life will go on and like ah it happened but for some of these people at least for those six families that's a lost loved one who will never be at a holiday mm-hmm. table, who will never have be at a birthday dinner, who will not be at a graduation, who will not be at a wedding, who will not be at any of these future life events for whomever within their friends or family circle because of the actions of, and I say a few because that's a few of, you know, I think of what America really stands for. Now I will say, because people say, that's not America. And I'm just, I, I look back at our own history of how we were founded. Um, looks like America to me. Okay. <laughs> like this, this, this looks very much like America. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not the one that you envision in your circle, mm-hmm. but this is the foundation in the way of doing things for a, a lot of people who call this country home. And the police now, 
are on duty every day until the inauguration. Like this, the undue stress, like Mitt Romney, he's like, it sucks to lose. It doesn't feel good, but you get over it. It's like you get over it. You don't put other people in harm's way. You don't make this about you. You don't jeopardize lives for your personal agenda because this ain't about the country no more. But you really don't care that much that you're like, now, now your whole city's under even more pressure and stress. It's just like... <laughs> All I know is the same people who had the statuses about Colin Kaepernick taking the knee. Mm-hmm. And then about being about the American flag are the same people who are very silent about the Paris attack that happened. And just like then, it was never about America. It was never, never about caring never. about a flag. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's and the part. And that's mm. the part. But I the arrogance of it all, though, like, it's the part that cracked me up. It's just like, y'all did not think they were going to get in trouble. They, I, I don't believe they believe for one minute. They're like, the president sent me down here. I'm doing my civic duty to take care of the Capitol because that's what my president said. And these people out here on live uh, got their face. First of all, bump COVID, no mask, period, because we already believe that's a hoax. So they ain't got no face mask and they ain't got no mask doing a crime. Like a bank robber don't go up into the bank with no mask like, or be on live like, hey guys, I'm out here robbing SNS bank. Look at these people scared. Look how I got my gun to their head. Like, Sharika, they don't think they're wrong. They, that's, that's the whole part. part. They the don't part. think they're wrong. They think they're in the right. And that's like the clip with Elizabeth. I'm going to insert that clip in. Yes. She was crying because she got mace and she's just so shocked. And she's like, they pushed me out of the Capitol. <laughs> Girl, did anybody elect for you to be in there? No. So go on back to Knoxville. They pushed me out and maced me. Exactly. My mom was like, even the Ku Klux Klan had the good sense to put a hood and a rope on. <laughs> like these people was out here just reckless and didn't even cover up their face. They didn't even care. It's like, you know what? We riding for our president. And now they shot like Elizabeth. They shot like those people that got arrested on the planes. Like, why me? What did I do? Why y'all coming for me? And I cackled. Okay. Once again, and I hated the comparison, but I'll bring it up one more time. The riots of the 2020-2021 season thus far. Mm -hmm. Some of the riots were about people being killed and the murderers not being held accountable. Mm -hmm. That's what some of the riots were for. And those people attacked targets and merchandise. <laughs> that is insured. The other riots were about people being mad that their candidate lost and those people attacked the capital of the United States of America. And some people were more mad about what happened at Target than what happened at the Capitol. And they were trying to upset democracy. They were trying to stop the government work. Like, it wasn't like, hear our peace. They were like, we want to be heard because people are dying and people are losing their life. They're like, no, we're just going to stop y'all's proceedings because we don't like the way this is going. And we don't want those people to be affirmed. One is about me. One is about others. And like you said, and people can't see the difference from the outside. Actually, they can see it. They just don't want to because it doesn't fit their narrative and their agenda. I think some of them can't see it. Yeah. Or if they would have went, they would have been like some of the smart people. 
people who were there who didn't breach the Capitol and stayed there, but outside with their flags and their masks and all of Because that's the other part. I'm just sitting here looking like some of these people got some sense. Now, granted, I think so. Like, I can only imagine that some of them watch. We've all had, we got friends, we got family who we can look at and say, you on your own on this one. (laughs) But I think that's what they are doing. I'm just like, oh, you really going in? Oh, y'all breaking the window. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to sit this one out. Oh, I'll be right there. Let me tell my shit real quick. Like, I'll catch you on the other side. Oh, I couldn't get in. You know, so many people that got in front of me when I bent down to get my shoe. I just, you know, I couldn't even see you in there. Sorry. How did it go? I don't even want to know how it went. (laughs) Just like, and I did see through an associate that was there and was like, it was peaceful. It was beautiful. We were singing praise and worship songs. (laughs) Good for you. You didn't get your friends in order, so... (laughs) That was the group in the back. You guys, there's so much more I can say about this. And I get frustrated sometimes on the podcast because I will have so many thoughts and so many feelings. And then when we're together, I'm just so drained. And I feel like I talk in circles. But all that being said, I don't think it's over, unfortunately. Oh, I love that Twitter finally said enough is enough. I see the comparisons with people saying, well, it's like if I'm a Christian baker and I don't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding. Okay, well, that's your prerogative. And I've always thought that. And I feel the same way about Twitter. Twitter is not the government. Twitter Mm -hmm. is its own private company. And like, this is my house. I can invite who I want in and I can tell who I don't want in. Don't come over here. Yeah. So bye bye, Trump. You still have freedom of speech. People are saying we are taking away his freedom of speech. You're next. Be afraid. I'm not afraid. If he get on the mic, every news station is turning on the camera and he got everybody's attention. I don't feel bad for that man, not one bit. I don't. I wish he didn't even have that power to do that, but he still does. If he wants to get on the news right now, he actually has more freedom to do that than anyone else and the capability to do so. So that's ridiculous for people to be like, oh, they're, they're trying to silence him and free. No, you just can't speak on Twitter. Or Pinterest, which is hilarious to me. Who am I? Is Trump on there making p- boards and putting on? <laughs> like, what is he doing on Pinterest? Why is Pinterest banning him? But you know what? Hey, every he put up a pin that said, "We're gonna meet on January 18th." We riding out. They said, "Not today, sir. You better go on Parlor." Oh wait, Parlor, you're shut down too. And people are like, "Oh, they want to shut out the truth." No, it's the violence. It's the misinformation that they're shutting down. And you all are smart people. If there's so many of y'all, why don't the millions of y'all come up with another site? Y'all get on a Google Doc together, okay? <laughs> Find a way that it's not going to be on Twitter. And thank you, Twitter, for saving us all. I actually feel yeah. like the world's a little bit of a better place without yep. the tweets. No Instagram, no Twitter, no Facebook, no. Pinterest, no Shopify. What do you do on Shopify? I mean, you can't do that. You won't be shopping there today. That's all I know. He sure won't. If he got something to say, he need to do it like the appropriate way. Get on the news. Like uh, get on your go on your little press conference thingy and please disseminate your information. But yeah, so I don't feel bad about it. He still got all the freedom to speak about whatever he wants to. Time for mindful matters, unless anybody has another comment. Nope. Mindful matters. Okay. This week with mindful matters, I just want to help us all because it's kind of been a stressful and challenging time. But once again, we get to be in full control of where our mind takes us. So I just want to talk to us about a growth mindset and how a daily mindful practice can teach us so many things. 
One of them is a realization of what mindset we are leaning towards in our everyday interaction, right? So a fixed mindset says, this is the way it is, right? You can either have the correct answer or you fail. Things can't really change. Some people have a fixed mindset when it comes to you know who. Mm -hmm. <laughs> On the other hand, a growth mindset says, I can learn from anything. Trying something new can be fun and interesting. Anything can change with enough effort and patient. So this week, I want to encourage us all to try a little exercise every day. Find at least one situation that might normally make you feel frustrated, anxious, or upset. Think about like being in traffic or going to social media or a recent change you may or may not have agreed with or liked. Take a few minutes to breathe deeply and calm your body and mind and ask yourself these two questions. What can I learn from this? And how can I help? Sit in that for a minute. Notice how your body and mind respond. Even if you don't immediately come up with any answers, you are training your mind towards a growth mindset way of thinking. Remember, with a little daily mindful effort, we can make the world a better place. Evie, what are you expounding on today? We talk about, of course, the insurrection today. And it's a few things that have happened since that are like, I appreciate some of you good people. One of those is a team that I root for, the New England Patriots. Their head coach was due to receive the Presidential Medal of Honor. And you know what he said? I won't get it under this president. If I'm going to get it, I'll wait till the next one or we'll just see what happens. But he turned down the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom or Medal of Honor. I want to say Medal of Honor. The little, you know, the medal they get around their neck when they go to the White House. So he was just like, nah, I'm good on that. But something that really struck me, and this is something that I have been doing constantly, especially within the past, I would say two or three years with people, is when people ask or request the thoughts or the opinions of black and brown people on what's going on in this world. So somebody who I like, somebody who I enjoy watching is D'Angelo Russell. He plays in the NBA. So of course, naturally, because after the insurrection, the reporters decided to ask him, hey, what are your thoughts on what happened? And my guy said, they let that S happen. Sugar, honey, iced tea, as Sabrina would say. We let that sugar, honey, iced tea as a country happen. Then he said, but you guys always ask us, what are our thoughts? And he went around the room and as we're, you know, meeting on Zoom, he just asked these four or five different reporters, said them by name. He said, I'm going to give you my answer. But before I give you my answer, I want to know your thoughts. You tell me how you feel about this situation, because I think you guys have seen me during the summer when we had the bubble or you seen me talk about these type of situations before. I think you know my thoughts. How do you guys feel? And it was interesting, one, because nobody, of course, avoided it. And the responses were, one of them called it, said it's heartbreaking and just brings rage about the way that other people see these type of things and the way that our country processes or lets this happen as well. Another reporter said, I feel embarrassed. I'm saying his word. I feel embarrassed as a white person in America. I feel embarrassed to call this my country. Another who said he studied history in journalism in college said, I was just disappointed to see that people have seemed to have forgotten our history or didn't learn history growing up. He was also disappointed in the lack of acceptance of fact, that people would be okay listening and believing in lies. And this went on for about 10 minutes where they all responded and all 
D'Angelo Russell said, say, I respect that. He said, now you guys feel what I have to live with every day. And it was one of those moments where you're just like, D'Angelo, I think I'm going to be on this a little more. Now, granted, if people who know me, naturally, I'll ask people, hey, you saw what happened. How do you feel? Or when we saw, especially last summer, when a lot of videos started circulating in the protests and you see different situations, I tended to ask people who didn't look like me, if that was your relative, what would you say should happen to the law enforcement officers after you find out the story? Because I know some will say, well, let's wait till the facts come out. That's all cool, but some stuff I don't need facts for. I just see it and I'm just like, that that's is nothing right about that. Like I just can't see how you justify that. We just saw the insurrection. Now, it would have been okay if somebody would have said, everybody, all US Capitol Police pull out the AKs and just spray everybody on the steps. And it would have been a massacre or some form of genocide. Everybody would have been in an uproar of saying, that's ridiculous. But that's sometimes what it seems like happened to black and brown people in this country day in and day out with law enforcement officers. And for me, that's one of those mind boggling things. Now, did I want those people to, to die? Of course not. But what I am saying, I don't want people who look like me to die either. The same way those people didn't get shot at the Capitol should be the same way that people out in the streets shouldn't be shot. Now, if somebody is armed and dangerous and they're shooting at law enforcement, by all means, protect yourself if that's what you feel you need to do. But when you're talking about people who don't have weapons, when you talk about people who are running away from law enforcement, when you talk about people who are literally not being, I guess you could say, aggressive or resistant, and they still lose their lives, it's just one of those things that saddens me and is very, very heartbreaking. So I would hope that as we see, I call it the privilege of what happened last week, we can realize and recognize that the world that some of us live in is not the same one that others of us experience. It really is two different Americas. I feel like I live it every day. It's quite traumatic when you're expounding. I thought about a thread I saw that said we had to watch on TV and YouTube and everywhere else then play the deaths of George Floyd, right? We had mm-hmm. to see it. And then I heard a white lady got shot in the neck. We didn't see it. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything about her or her life. I know right now if a cop shoots me or somebody shoots me and they're out of pocket they're going to post a picture of me with my hair looking crazy i can't even think of the worst thing i've done but they'll find it post Mm. that up everybody will have to see it where where's the news about those people who died how come we're not seeing that it is so hard being black in america and unfortunately i mean i hope this doesn't come across very cruel but those people who busted up in the capitol they should have got shot Like they were breaking the law. They were inciting violence. They had to sequester the Congress people away to keep them safe because people were being violent. Like it wasn't like they were like knocking on the Capitol door. Hey, can we come in? Oh, no. All right. Sorry. We'll just chant out here. No, they're breaking in, trying to come for people. They were being violent. Yes, they were being violent. EB, didn't you say they killed someone by beating them with a fire extinguisher? One of the U.S. Capitol, yeah. po- one of the U.S. Capitol police was beat and dragged, and he was being basically tortured or hit with a with fire a, extinguisher. A fire extinguisher. Can you now, imagine? And and even for me, I, like it didn't say anything within the story. And this was from NPR, this was from New York Times, this was from Washington Post, and I'm pretty sure there's other news outlets who have recorded it. Just imagine, because it didn't say anything about them taking his weapon. Now, just imagine if he would have just drawn his weapon. They didn't say it, but if he would have drawn his weapon and defended himself, there still would have been people who said he shouldn't have shot them. Now, this man doesn't have 
well, this family doesn't have this person that they know. And from, if I remember reading the story correctly, he leaves a wife and his siblings behind. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any kids. And it's one of those things of just like, this sucks for them. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't know about you guys, but I know I don't, but when my wife goes to work, I'm never thinking she won't come home. Mm. Like that's never at the forefront of my mind. I know it's a possibility mm -hmm. because anything can happen, but when she goes, leaves, drives to work, when she's on the highway, when she's coming back home, when she's at her job, I'm never wondering what is going to happen to my wife. But now this way, every time mm. she either sees the Capitol, every time she's here police, every time, like I can only imagine the trauma that she'll have to deal with for the rest of her life of not having her husband, especially in the way that he died. When you do that, like, I don't know. I just wonder like if they would have shot the first two in, would, would all those people have come up in there still? Would they? Yes. I know you people going to so, say no. Evie? So you I'm gonna, like, so, I, I'm going to say this. I know, especially because Sabrina even mentioned it earlier. And I, like, even when she was saying that, I could see George Floyd laying on the ground with a knee to his neck when she said they were replaying this over and over mm -hmm, and over. Mm -hmm, so I'm mm -hmm. not trying to give anybody a traumatic experience to watch what happened to the one that she alluded to, Ashley Babbitt, who served our Air Force for 14 years. In that moment, she was not acting as a veteran. She was acting as a traitor and a cherish mm. and a person of treason. That's what she was acting as. But literally, you see her breaking the window, and then the officer said, get back, get back. And what happens? She tries to either climb through a window, she gets shot. And it was only one shot. We hear the police shooting people five, six, seven times. Jordan mm. Bell over 16 shots or whatnot. Mm. And all it was was a hairbrush in his pocket and no weapon. But we can go on and on about different mm -hmm. people. But she got shot one time. And I say people would have continued because any other situation, a police is breaking up a fight. They clear that area of people. You can watch these people still putting their hands on U.S. Capitol Police saying, I'll help her get back, get back. That would not happen anywhere else. It would be mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm going to shoot you next if you don't get out. They did not clear the scene expeditiously or immediately. You see these people still huddled around trying to figure out. Now, in their case, that's their friend. They're trying to save her life or family. I don't know who was around her. But that is what was happening in that moment. And I was just like, this would not happen if it was a black person. I don't care. Like, if it was, like once they got shot, everybody else, one probably would have scattered because we black. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. We like, we're getting up out of here. But because of mm -hmm. either their, I think their privilege, there is just like, I bet you won't shoot me because they still <laughs> stayed there. Wow. And You're people right. were still in the Capitol. It was just like, even the guy from Pinellas right here in Florida, crazy people, Florida people do Florida things. My dog, mm -hmm. the guy who was walking around with the um, Nancy Pelosi's lectern, he's from Pinellas mm -hmm. County. And that's why I shared yeah. it on my Facebook so y'all can see what Florida people do. It's never a surprise. And, but earlier this week, I think it was either Friday or uh, Friday or Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was, but he he, he did his first, he had his pretrial um, at the federal court in Tampa and he, re he was released on bond so to speak so it was one of those things of just like my dog got a bond after terrorizing our congress men and women he got people who got weed charges right now who don't even got a bond mm. and this is just wild to me but you know it's a judicial system and i'm not surprised again i'm not surprised i'm not shocked and it is worth talking about i saw mm -hmm. people debating saying why are we bringing up race like this is what these people did were wrong let's just focus on that i'm not interested in going back and forth with you you know what i didn't see any black people saying that and there's a reason why mm -hmm. we'll see what happens between now and the 20th i pray for peace obviously yes yes uh but i don't believe that's going to happen i am nervous about what's going on in the silence the only good thing about trump's tweets 
was sweet. We at least knew which way the wind was blowing because he doesn't even have the common sense to try to surprise attacking it. He said, we, we showing up on the sixth and it's going to be wild. So now I'm like, oh, what are they planning? But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully nothing. Someone who's as narcissistic as mm-hmm. he know, I'm like, what is coming this country's way? We've lived in peace for a while. So I don't want to live in a war-torn country, but hey, I'm ready. Let's go. Listen, Jesus Christ. That's, that's all I got to say. What are we recommending <laughs> today, Sharika? Is it Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, always Jesus. You, I recommend you always turn... I do. I recommend Jesus, but I also recommend with all these things in mind, I'm feeling a little sappy right now. I feel a little emotional right now, especially after some of the things we're talking about. I'll just keep it to your household because, you know, we still in COVID times. Hug a loved one and share why you love them. We need to increase the positivity and let's start in our household. And then I, I recommend calling someone outside of your household. We need to start spreading a little more positivity and then say something nice to a stranger. COVID, you know, say distance away, encourage a stranger, say something nice to people. We have enough of the negativity being spread. Someone in your household, a friend, and then a stranger. Three people. I need you to encourage three people this week. That's my recommendation. That's a good one, Sharika. I'm going to try. Sorry, I don't have COVID, guys. It's my allergies. <laughs> Everybody, you got always preference everything. I, I don't got COVID. I do not have um the COVID. Okay, I am going to recommend a show. It's on Hulu. I don't know if it's on something else. And I heard about it a couple of years ago. And I was like, I'm not watching that. That sounds depressing. <laughs> not because of the vibe. I just got into it on accident over the weekend and now I'm really into it. It's called The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. It's interesting how I find so many parallels between that and what is happening in our country, what's happening in places around the world. Watching that and going through what we're going through now, it just makes me even more like we got to get our stuff together. The Handmaid's Tale is an American dystopian tragedy television series based on the 1985 novel of the same name by a Canadian author. The cool thing about it is the author decided she wouldn't write anything in the book that wasn't happening or hadn't happened somewhere in history or somewhere in the world. So while the tale might be fictional, the actual events are non-fictional and the fact that these are things that have happened to people before in human history. It is set near future New England in a strongly patriotical quasi-Christian totalitarian state that has overthrown the U.S. government. So the society has like these power-hungry leaders who, like I said, they establish a new rule after a civil war And they use this extremist interpretation of the Bible to defend their totally messed up new social class and all these injustices that they commit. This show is something that is not safe for kids or is not safe for the faint of heart. So if that is you, like, don't check this out. But if you're into this sort of thing and just questioning, like, what would society look like if we continue to go in this direction? Then, yeah, sure, check out The Handmaid's Tale. I know it's won a lot of awards over the years. So. Oh, it has? Yeah, a lot of people, they've won, they've won a lot of awards over the years. So 
I've always heard about it, but I've never, never watched it for myself. If anything, it's another reminder, stay away from the people who try to use religion to back their crazy ideas that have nothing to do with Jesus. Because the people in this show, they're quoting scripture all the time and misquoting it. And I just see it. I see it in the Trumpers and I'm like, oh no, are we going to be like the Handmaid's Tale? No. But anyway, yeah. Check it out. EB, what you got? Most of us, I know some people, y'all like, man, I'm tired of cable. I ain't got time for that. So I'm just have my Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime. But for most people, no matter if you have cable or not, this is a channel that most of us are able to get. I've heard of this show in the past and I'm recommending it, even though I've never seen an episode. I just recently saw a clip last week and I'm like, oh, that's the one that everybody is talking about. Educator Henry Louis Gates Jr. has hosted several PBS series that examine U.S. history. The show that I'm recommending is Finding Your Roots. The mm, Harvard mm -hmm. professor continues his quest to get into the DNA of American culture. In each episode, celebrities view ancestral history, sometimes learn of connections to famous and infamous people, discover secrets, and share their emotional experience with the viewers. Analyzing genetic code, DNA diagnosticians, didn't even know that was a word or a thing, trace bloodlines and occasionally debunk long-held beliefs. So the reason I had came across it was because I saw a lot of people within the Haitian community highlighting or sharing a clip from Issa Rae, who I believe we invited to the table mm -hmm. um, recently. So, and they were saying how people were like, oh, she's one of us. But when you watch the clip, I believe it was her great, great or her great, great grandfather was a white man and my dog was an oppressor and either he had some form of relations and i'm saying it was before it was in the 1700s so it was before it was actually known as haiti it was santa domingo or santa domingue um, which is the island of haiti and, and dominican republic when they did their tracing it came from a city called jeremy which is in the southern part of haiti so it was interesting to hear that and of course when you watch the whole clip, I'm like, ah, that's right. Your peoples was the oppressor. So sad. So sad. But nah, I think it's just cool because it's people who we either, and I'm saying admire, not in a idolizing way, because so don't hear what I'm not saying, but it's people who we like what they are doing for the world of entertainment or for the culture or even athletes and different people. I saw a list of a whole bunch of people who have been on this show and I'm just like, I'm going to watch a few or at least the people that I'm interested in just to learn a little bit more about them or their, I guess you could say their history or their lineage. But that's just me. So that's what I am recommending for the people. As always, if you're down with the squad, go ahead and subscribe to the pod, share it with your people, comment, comment, comment. Oh, let me, I'm gonna go ahead and do this because I'm feeling good today. This is something different. We haven't done this at a kickback, but I'm gonna see who really be out here listening. The first person from this episode, and you have to tell us either your favorite part. If you swipe up or comment on any post that we have this week, or you just send us a message on our Instagram, so not on Facebook, not on Twitter. Nah, I'll take Instagram. I'll take Facebook because we got a lot of listeners on Facebook too. The first one who sends us a message on Facebook or Instagram, 
Your boy EB will send you a $10 gift card to Starbucks. I don't go to Starbucks like that. So, and you can just say, what was your favorite part? Or have you seen any of the shows we or things we recommended? Or what do you think about the insurrection? Just anything based on this show. I'm going to send you a $10 gift card to Starbucks. I got one from somebody. I don't usually drink there. I could give it to my wife, but I believe she's a Starbucks addict. So she ain't getting this one. I'm going <laughs> to give it to somebody who is part of the squad. And always remember, especially from what we saw from DC, mm. if life tries to knock you down, mm-hmm. man, I would say make sure you came back, make sure you go out swing. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of those people didn't, and now they done got arrested. Okay, I'm gonna close with this uh, because right, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. And shout out to the FBI for tweeting the pictures of over 60 or 70 people and say, help us find these people. And as of the other day, it was like out of a list of like 65, like 52 or so have been identified and already have been detained and arrested and have brought federal charges upon them. Praise God for our justice system some days. And the snitches, we thank you snitches out there. Turn them in. Where can I get the terrorist sunglasses? Because they all got them. They all got them. It's crazy because just four years ago, these were the same people that was screaming, lock her up. Mm-hmm. When they was talking about my dog, Hillary. Now look mm-hmm. at this. These same people doing all this screaming. Now, now look at them. Look at them. All three of us, we love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. Yeah.